Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Alright rock stars, if I haven't gotten your attention previously about Zen Supplies, let's try a different accent. How it works. Zen Supplies, their web-based platform manages inventory and ordering of your dental supplies. They combine the advantage of having everything in one place and having a single point of reference for inventory control, ordering and budgeting. How it works. 1. Create an account and link your suppliers. Two. Review your custom inventory list. 3. Process orders with confidence. 4. Track and verify orders as the shipments arrive. 5. Control 4% of supplies budget with personalized attention. Are you ready for Zen Supplies? Visit www.zensupplies.com to find out more. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda. It's a little bright and early on this Sunday morning, right? Oh, well, mine's all dreary and rainy. Oh, um, mine's here too. Must <laughs> be coming across. Must be coming across the upper half of the U.S., right? Right, unless the world is what? What are we? Flat earthers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be just the same system. We just think we're half a world apart. Ooh. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you, you live in a more beautiful state, though. <laughs> I do like it. I did a TikTok live last week of the sunrise and Ooh. I had so many people message me. They're like, exactly where do you live? Not to be creepy, but we just want to maybe look at buying something there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, Montana, my postcard, my postcard life. That's what you're right? you should, you should start a new TikTok called my postcard life. Mm. And just post pictures of Montana and just beautiful things. You know what I mean? Right. But people like everybody here would just own me and they'd be like, you know what? We're full. Why are you promoting it? (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Kit Kat. Yeah. You guys can't see this, but my cap, my cap, my cats are being crazy, like fighting each other. And I'm in the middle. Oh, Mine gets up. I have a similar one gets up every morning at four 30 whining and crying to come in. And I'm like, stop, stop this morning. She was a little bit better. I didn't have to get up until five 30. So yeah, see, that's mm-hmm. what happens guys. When you get older, you have to wake up when all of the fur babies decide to wake up. Mm-hmm. Like this one, a couple of mine, they had this one cat and like they did everything they could to keep him to like sleep in. And so what he would do is every morning he'd go up on their dresser and take his paw and like knock the mirror from the wall, like bam, bam, bam. Like, cause I mean, it was, it gotten bad. Like you have a spoiled <laughs> little rotten kid. Like oh and then when you let it in, it lays on you and whines in your face. And I'm like, really? Seriously? Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs an alarm when you have a it's dog too early. or cat? too early. So how's everything been with the pandemic? Let's talk about the pandemic and how has it changed our world? Is it still changing our world? Um, 
what are we noticing out there? Uh, what are people saying, doing? I mean, how's your life at the end of the pandemic realm been? Well, it's it's kind of awesome. Um, we, you know, we don't have the mask mandates here anymore. Um, they took mm-hmm. them out of the schools, out of the stores. You know, it's kind of like elective. Um, so it's kind Which of- Which I feel I, like it should be. By this point, yeah, it should be. It should have been elective, I think, for a while. Right. I think, I think it's, it, Once yeah, we've if realized, you want to wear it, wear it. If you don't want to wear it, you don't have to wear it. It should be a, a choice. Right. It should and, be a choice to wear and it. And we've known since the get-go that the viral particle is 0.01 in size. So even right. if you have a cloth mask right. or a regular mask, it still doesn't filter that particle size. Mm-hmm. Like if everybody was walking around with like N95s, yes, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But we have to save those for the healthcare workers. Right. And the people on the front lines. Yeah. We still have it here in New York. It's annoying. Um, I'm over the mask. I'm over mask wearing. I'm over PPE. You know, unless I'm in the dental office, I don't want to wear it. And it's hard because like I have to go work another job or go out in public and I have to wear a mask. And often I don't want to go anywhere. I would rather just stay home in my bubble. So I don't have to wear a mask and I don't, you know, I'm not worried about germs. I could care, you know, could care less about the germ factor. It's, you know, more of me, I don't want to give it or get it, but it's just the fact that I'm so over wearing the mask, but yeah, you know, in our state, we can go out to eat and take our mask off for a couple hours and just sit with everybody with no mask. So what's the difference, (laughs) you know, and it's not like when you go to Home Depot and you're touching all that stuff, they, they go behind you and wipe it down. They don't. Nope. You know what I mean? So what's the difference if you're wearing, I mean, I could see at the beginning, yes, to cut down, but I don't know. So hopefully, hopefully in the next month or so it'll go away because it's really annoying and it's hard for kids. I think like in school, we have to wear them all day long and, you know, and now like if you're, if your kid is in school with a classmate that gets COVID, they're just like, they're not making your kids stay home. They're just like, Oh, just watch for symptoms. Wow. So if before it was, you know, he had to stay home and stuff like that. And so now it's just watch for symptoms and that's all you can do. It's going to be like the flu, right? Right. I feel like it's going to be the flu. Yep. You know, get your yearly flu shot, get your yearly COVID shot, you know, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And we're just going to adapt. We didn't know what it was at first. Right. And it's understandable that it's killing people that are more susceptible or maybe even healthy people and people are dying from it, but people die from the flu too, Mm -hmm. you know, just maybe not as the way that, you know, everybody wanted it to be. So, but how's your office has been? ours has been good. I mean, we've had those random calls (laughs) of people that, you know, have been at home. Um, and they're like, um, have, have, has the entire team been vaccinated? Mm, That's a good question. Yeah. We get that a lot. And, um, our, one of our girls, she's so amazing at it. She's like, she's like, some of us have, some of us haven't, but we can't disclose that information due to HIPAA, but we're happy to schedule your appointment. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's so clean and simple. And then like, I've had it a couple patients where they're like, did you get the vaccine? Which one did you get? Like, they just assumed I got it and I haven't. Yeah. I'm not saying and people just assume it's okay to discuss your medical right? or health history. That's they like, I understand. It's kind of like, I'm like, I'm not pregnant. Like in, right. <laughs> and, or it's like, did you go to a gynecologist this year? Or did you get your breast examined? I mean, who <laughs> asked those kind of questions? I mean, I've never had anybody ask me if I got my flu shot. Right. You know, now it's like people call and I just tell them if, 
you know, you would like team members to call you back to tell you if they have or haven't, I will be more than happy to leave your name. And if people want to call you back, but it's actually a HIPAA violation that I tell somebody their, their medical history. I, I just say, just know that we always practice the CDC guidelines. We haven't had one issue in this whole thing where we've had to shut back down. Um, we wear our PPE, we take the safest precautions. You know, if you don't feel safe coming in, it's okay. We can wait as long as you're not in pain or have issues. Um, we wear a mask, you wear a mask. We ask we you wait in your car. I mean, so, you know, but now I'm getting the patients like, oh, I'm vaccinated. Like, Great. Put your mask on. <laughs> Still have to wear your mask, <laughs> you know, but I think it's, it's hard because you're like, what do you tell patients? And I don't think it's right. I don't know. I find it really weird that offices go out on Facebook or social media and say, we're all vaccinated. I find it weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's like, um, some type of like culture, you know, I think there's, there's like, there's a little divide in society right now, or like you either are, or you aren't. And right. so maybe they're trying to get the patients that are on the R train. And the thing is, it's not, you know, it's not scientifically proven that you can't get COVID or give COVID. It's more, <laughs> I feel, I feel like it's like a band-aid. It's it just is. helping us get over the hump until something better comes in place. You know, it's not like you get the chicken pox vaccine and you never get it. There have been people that have gotten the vaccine and, and gotten COVID or symptoms of COVID or given, you know, so it's, it's not a, I don't know. I just, like I said, I've seen all those social media posts where the whole team's there. Oh, we got vaccinated or, you know, so-and-so the doctor got vaccinated. And I felt like the dental practice should always been the safest place you could come because of the PPE that we have to wear that we've always practiced safety. I don't know. I just find it weird. Yeah. I mean, we already know the vaccine, the, the, mm -hmm. the highlight of it is if you do get COVID, it won't be as severe. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole mantra behind it. Like, right. and that is awesome for people that are immunocompromised and like they, they, they already have predispositions or, you know, comorbidities like that. Good for them. Good on. I don't like being asked if I got it. I don't like that. I won't judge someone and I just don't want them to judge me. Um, and luckily I haven't had like a patient right. say, no, I don't want you helping with me today. Oh yeah. And we've had vaccinated. I've had a couple of patients call and say, I only want a vaccinated hygienist. Wow. Um, but if you walk by a non-vaccinated person, is it really going to make a difference? <laughs> I mean, we wear our PPE people, we wear a mask, we wear a face shield, we wear a head covering, we clean the rooms. I mean, we're doing all those things. We've never given it or got it in our practice in the whole year that you know, after we reopened. So it really now, if your practice has, that's, a, that's another issue where, you know, your patients know that your practice was shut down because people got COVID or whatever, but our, you know, my practice, we haven't. And I'm just like, mm, I'm not telling you if she's vaccinated or not. If you'd like to personally, I'll have her call you and she can feel free to tell you, you know? So it's just, it's just interesting. I don't think, like I said, I could care less if people get it or don't get it. And I'm not, one of those people that are on the fence, like you have to get it. No, it's your choice. Yep. It's your choice. Like I never got the flu shot. I have never, nope. ever gotten a flu shot. Never, ever. I've never gotten the flu, but if I got the flu, then maybe I would consider it, but exactly. I've never gotten the flu. And it's I really funny, think like, working in dental that. Oh man, our immune <laughs> systems. Woo. 
we are freaking all the germs working with how many times I work without a mask we're just like teachers early I worked without gloves I mean I don't know I'm not saying we're super super shielded but I am saying that you know you know, it's funny because me and Carrie, my other DA, we were having this conversation literally mm-hmm. last week. And she's like, when was the last time you called out sick? I'm like, I don't know. When was the last time you called out sick? Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Now, I, I did have when I, you know, I am vaccinated. I don't care if people know um, out there. But the second shot, I got Moderna. And I'm telling you, if that's what COVID felt like, I would not want it. Yeah. You know, it was awful. It was three days of fever, chills, body aches, just run me over with a truck. I think I'm dead (laughs) type of thing. But some people don't have those side effects, you know, but I felt like I had COVID and I don't know what that ever felt like, but, and I've never gotten it. I never even been tested for it. Um, so it's understandable that it's, it's real. I I do believe it's real, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to go away. I think we're going to be able to manage it and learn how to manage it. That's yeah. the, the issue. And I, you know, when my patients come in, they're like, oh, I'm so excited to get my second shot. I'm just as excited for them because I think a lot of this equation is that emotional component, that security, mm-hmm. like that people feel abandoned and scared. Like there is something valid to that. Right. You know, like, I am super excited if they're excited. You know what I mean? Like yes. I see. That I need to share that, you know, and then another looking at uh, us as medical, you know, right. And, and then another part of me is like, what if they just put nothing in your arm? <laughs> you know what I mean? Except for that needle that magically retracts. <laughs> right. But I'm just like, you know, well, I mean, like, what if it's just nothing in the vial? It's not, you know what I mean? Placebo. It's yeah. That's mm-hmm. what you call it. I mean, and we could just be fooling everybody. I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't ever be a Dr. Fauci or whoever that invented this vaccines from Johnson and Johnson and all those other ones. I don't know. I just know it's sometimes I think like, what if it's not real? <laughs> like, what if they're just injecting us with nothing? Well, there's and then, you know, people, people now hmm. talking about, you know, alternative scenarios that really is like, Hmm. Yeah. Like it really does pique your interest. <laughs> and then, and then, then I'm like, sometimes I'm wondering like, maybe they microchipped us. Because man, I was just thinking about Nike sneakers and here they are on my newsfeed. <laughs> they don't need to track us. We have the cell phone. Oh, yeah. tracking yourselves voluntarily. <laughs> I do think, you know, like I said, I do, I do feel like it secures people, makes feel people better. And that how do you handle the patient that says that? And your office has to decide, you know, like I have permission to tell my doctor has been vaccinated. You know, he told me that because people call up every single day or now they're coming to their dentist appointments because they've been vaccinated. Um, we just kind of, you know, I don't feel comfortable telling about the team. I, you know, I will tell about the doctor and I feel like that should be a personal choice, you know, but I do know that employers, I guess, can mandate as part of your stipulation that you have to be vaccinated against COVID. Well, I mean, we have, we have shot vaccinations anyways, you know, we have tetanus, right. Um, hep B, like we already have mm-hmm. those mandated. It would be easy to fold one more in. Right. And, and I guess, I guess if someone didn't want to get it, then maybe, you know, one, you, I don't think you can fire them. I think it's maybe it's already working for you. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not an HR person, but 
I think I would, if we had a team member that did not want to get vaccinated, then they have to wear, continue to wear a mask. And the reason why I say that is because I wouldn't want them to get it Yeah, from somebody that came into our practice that maybe didn't know they had it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as Mm -hmm. a safety precaution to why you're in this environment, I don't care what you do outside of work, but while you're in this environment, you know, I want you to wear a mask because we are, you know, we are working in people's bubbles and mouths and all that stuff. And you don't know, they don't know if they've had it. Maybe there's some people that walk, you know, walk around and they do got it, but they're not going to stay home. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, rules. Have, I have family members that did that. They're like, everybody's getting it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to give it, <laughs> but oh. you know, it's a good, it's a good point of like how often, you know, now we're thinking about it as how often do you think in the past that you've been sick and gone to work and yeah. employers like, ah, oh, just come in anyways. It makes you think, huh? Like, would you do that now? No. Cause you people, know? I mean, society, like if you sniffle or cough, they're like, <clears throat> the plague. <laughs> <laughs> the plague, back away. <laughs> don't you feel like that I did yeah. that I sneezed I sneezed in and I'm happy laughing yesterday I'm like anybody around maybe <laughs> looking at me I felt like I had this big old like you know remember I don't know if you remember but remember when you would go to Kmart and they had the blue light special and a red light special and they would actually have like red lights flaring in the in the store when I sneezed yesterday in Hobby Lobby I felt like there was like a light going off in the store <laughs> like Ooh, aisle 12 has sneezed. Please stay out of that aisle. Oh, <laughs> man. But it's just part of society. Wouldn't that be I got, funny? I got one post from the group. I really thought we should talk oh, about. Oh, good. It was really yes, good. Let's do it. Okay. So I'll give you the gist because I don't have it pulled up, but it was asking about how long mm-hmm. products are considered sterile after bagged. Or how long what are? How long what are? How long instruments are considered sterile mm-hmm. according to the OSHA guidelines mm-hmm. from the date of sterilization to the date that you would have to re-sterilize them and rebag them. Okay. So we'll go over instant real quick on instrument processing. So when you bag or you put in cassettes with so bagging, all the instruments should be dry because if the paper gets wet, it'll take more time for the autoclave to dry it. Right. Right. So if the instruments are wet, when they go in, they're going to come out wet <clears throat> rule of thumb. <coughs> Hold on. Choking on my coffee. Um, no, I don't have COVID. Um, <laughs> um, so if the instruments go in wet, they're going to come out wet. That's been always my theory. So, you know, you have to find a good way to dry them, whether you, you know, run them over a towel or just let them air dry before you bag them. Um, the bag has to be date stamped, not time stamped, but date stamped. Now, if you have two, and I always put like load one, two, three, four, whatever. But if you have two autoclaves, you should um, mark them so that you knew which autoclave they came out of. So we have two autoclaves. We have A1 and A2. So anything that goes in A1 gets A1, the date, and LD1, LD2. Wait, wait, load one. pause right here. Let's mm-hmm. tell these guys where they should use the marker on their pouches. On the go. folded tab. <laughs> on the folded tab. Or a really quick way to get one is get the old 
um, clicky, mm -hmm. turny, like stamp thingy with a pad and keep the date there and then just use a Sharpie. I use a Sharpie or they do have OSHA makes like compliance. Some company out there has markers that you can write on packs that are compliance. Um, so you have your packs and they're dry. Cassettes, now remember cassettes, if you pouch them, you still should put an internal integr in integrator so that when you open the cassette, you can see that if it's been sterilized inside, even though it has the outside indicator, okay? So I always put that in the cut. If you wrap them, definitely they need a, a little internal integrator, indicator, whatever you wanna call it, so that shows it was sterile and all the way through. Just not the tape outside that you use to wrap it with, like the autoclavable tape. And then you can write all your notifications. You should also be keeping log books, remember? You should be keeping a daily log because if it fails, you need to know, okay, this, this load didn't fail, but this load failed. So you have to repackage and re-sterilize those instruments. You need to, to keep track of that because sometimes things happen. And I always say it happens in any office and I've even done it. One, I've put away dirty instruments. What a nightmare that is. Two, I've had it fail and nobody realized it and it's shut off. So they see that it's changed, but it actually hasn't completed the process and they get put away. So then you have to go through the whole office, repackage everything, sterilize everything. Um, so if you're keeping track that way, it's going to be a lot less work for you. So I say six months, but actually I believe the CDC says there is no time frame as long as they're not punctured, as long as they're not open, they are still considered sterile. Right. Cause I you think about what it takes to make something unsterile. Like it has to come right. in contact with bodily fluids or some type of chemical aerosol or open or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Or, you know, so like if you pull out a pack out of technically, if you pull out a pack out of the autoclave and the explorers poke through, guess what? It's not sterile anymore. You have to repackage it because it's, even if you throw it in a drawer, you push that back through and throw it in the drawer. There's still a hole that can let microbes and all that stuff in. Yep. So I say six months, especially, I mean, for instruments, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So six months, you look at everything, you repackage everything. And a lot of offices believe, well, you know, we're such a high turnover. We don't have to do all that. Yes, you do have to do that. You technically should be doing that. Even if you're going to use the same handpiece, you should date it, stamp it, and all that stuff. That's part of the infection control process. And like I said, I don't believe in cutting corners or skipping steps because I'd rather be safe than sorry. Because oh, yeah. what if you don't use that handpiece and then it's sitting in the drawer and it's not stamped and you have no idea and you know, did it go through a, a correct process or maybe the autoclave aired? And if you did not know all your packages, guess what? How are you going to realize which ones were the ones that didn't complete sterility? So, okay. Well, real quick, since we're here, what mm -hmm. about those of us with statums? We take instruments or not instruments, but like bite box and hand pieces and we put them in on the unwrapped cycle. So What's unwrapped on that bad boy. The rule for unwrapped instruments is immediate use only. That means you pull it out of there and you walk it into the room and use it. Yep. That's immediate use. It doesn't mean you pull it out and you throw it in a drawer and then go to use it later. It means shit. I dropped the 
um, hand piece and I only have one left, I rapid sterilize it and I bring it back into the room so my boss can use it on the same patient or the next, whatever patient. Um, it doesn't mean, and I've worked, I've gone into offices where all their instruments were open in a drawer. I'm like, uh, yikes, what are these? Well, that's how we do things. We take them out, you know, they don't know. It's just, it's just because people don't know. And I, and I don't think people understand like the learning process behind it or doctors saying, Hey, I saw something by X, Y, and Z. How about you research it and figure it out? You know? And I don't think, honestly, I, I don't think like dental assistants not say should be held accountable, but sometimes we can't know it all until someone says, Hey, I thought I saw where X, Y, and Z, can you do a little research on that? I mean, yeah. we don't, we don't have to be out there eating and living and breathing and soaking up dental assisting every waking day. So that when we come in the office on Monday, we're like, Oh my God, guess what I saw this week. You know what I mean? I think it should be an ongoing process of learning. And I think every year OSHA and bloodborne pathogens infection control should be researched and revamped. And especially now during the pandemic, I mean, you see it on forums and we see it there are some things that we still don't know and still offices don't know that they should be doing and they're not doing. And these dental assistants are learning through others going, um, yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. And they're like, oh, great. Thanks. I'm going to tell my office on Monday because that needs to be changed. Yeah. Ignorance isn't bliss. You guys, especially when shit hits the fan. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's true. There's a lot of ocean inspections and, and I, I can say for my part is I, we are network with an insurance and they come into your practice. If you're contracted with them and go through your infection control process. And like, I didn't have the radiology sign hanging up the little thing about, Oh, you might get exposed, whatever. I forgot. And Oh, my log book wasn't really kept as neat as it should be. And I didn't have my reports from my weekly biological monitoring from the autoclave because I don't print them. I get them in the email and I'm like, yeah, okay, great. So those are things she noted and not that she took away our contract, but these are things that if she really felt that it was a violation to like employees or she could turn us into OSHA. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And she could do it anonymously. And then all of a sudden OSHA's come knocking at her door. Let me do all this stuff. And you know, so it's, you know, there's tons of free resources out there, you know, OSAP, it's not necessarily free, but they do do a lot of stuff. There is the CDC guidelines. It's all right there in black and white, you know, so it's a big part of our game and you could always be the initiator. If you feel like there's things that they don't do, they should be doing. You could be the initiator. Cause you're a rock star. You're listening to That's a right. freaking dental assisting podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think nowadays, I think, well, I think a lot of offices up to their game in the infection control realm. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. It's the eyeballs. I mean, we didn't have an excuse anymore. It's not like we were go, go, mm -hmm. go. We never had time or so-and-so left, like, like literally get your shit right and yes. keep it right. And I think patients have been made aware of debt. Well, I, I know in New York state, what is I've had patients come in and say, what is your hygienist wearing now? Uh, the same thing we always wore before, but now we're wearing a face shield, you know, like they didn't. Oh, okay. And honestly, I, the only thing I think face shields are good for is spatter to keep it off your face. I mean, they still let the aerosols in and out Yep, underneath that shield. It's not, <laughs> you know, 
Um, but the spatter and the blood and the, and the saliva that's would normally like from a hand piece or the suction or HP or whatever, but like the aerosols from breathing in or out are still getting, you know what I mean? Cause it's not a closed yep. face shield. So, but in the, in the scrub caps and all that stuff, those are things that not so much the scrub cap, but for like the lab, right. The lab coats, those were always part of CDC. Mm-hmm wearing a lab coat, not changing it every patient. And not that I'm, I'm not that I'm sure aware of, but maybe, um, never really researched that if it changed, but we always kept our arms covered. We never wore short sleeve, but it's so funny. Like now I see people being laxed on social media. They'll be in the operatory and they don't have all their PPE on. I'm like, patients are, they're more aware. Like even when they go into a hospital and, you know, the other day I forgot to take someone's temperature. Are you take my temperature today? Like, oh yeah, Ooh. let me take your temperature because they know our routine. Yeah. So if I do something on a routine, they're going to start questioning it. So it's all the public awareness, I think about the infection control, which is okay. Like wash your hands. More, people. I mean, you, you hear all those horror stories, you know, like those mm-hmm. pediatric offices or oral surgeon offices in the paper where, mm-hmm. you know, they spread something, you know, for months on end and you know, yeah. using dirty instruments. Like, I think it's good. I think awareness is good. And, you know, being your own advocate as a patient is hugely important. Yeah. And I think it starts with us and ends with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's in nowadays, I don't think anybody should be afraid to go to the dentist. I feel like we have enough PPE. We do the enough right things in the practice where people could be safe to come to the dental office. If at anything, I'd be, I'd be less safe to go to my regular doctor's office (laughs) because, you know, they don't wear gloves half the time when they touch you, you know what I mean? Like people are touching doorknobs and, you know, and that's where sick sick people People go sick. That's right. (laughs) So I'd be a little apprehensive to go to my regular physician, but well, Jill, this is fun. This is good. It's fun. This was a good episode. You know, if at any time you guys have any questions or concerns, reach out to Rhonda or myself or throw it in the dental assistant worldwide group. If you want to do it anonymously, hit up John, he'll post it. I mean, there's no, I guess I should say there's no, there's always multiple solutions to a problem. And there's no dumb questions. You guys, if you no. were taught it and you can't find it online, freaking ask. Cause sometimes we don't even know, but we know where to go. Nope. Like we, we have, we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> you know, and it, like I said, if, if, you know, our solution doesn't work for you, there is a solution out there that'll work for you. Yep. You don't. Yeah. Our answers aren't the end all. Yeah. Not that I know of. It was funny. Cause like <laughs> someone was like, we, we need to dedicate a whole episode to this. Like how, what are your actions? If your doctors mean to you, I think we need to, we should do that. Like Ooh. the next month, like the next episode. Yes. Steps. That's focus on. Yeah. Action. Cause it's yes. not easy to deal with that. No, and it's not okay. It's not yeah. okay. That's what's rough. But keep plugging away. Keep doing you. Keep being you. And your career will be fabulous. Yep. Rock stars. Yeah. You. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. 
and find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you are a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on suctioning.